Are your kitchen and bathroom remodels a little overdue? Well, now's your chance to call First Response Contracting. John Sellers will take care of you. 484-256-7136. They do residential and commercial, and they're licensed and insured. Give them a call at 484-256-7136. Hello, this is Brad Wiseman. You're listening to Real Estate and You. We've got a really cool guest up here for you. We are talking to somebody from in Connecticut, this afternoon and I am super excited. I've seen this guy on Instagram. I've seen him at different different places as far as podcasts. He's uh, been on a lot of different podcasts. In fact, one of the ones he was on that was a big one was the Bigger Pockets and the Real Estate Syndicate show, syndication show. And now he's on Real Estate and You. And I am so happy to introduce Andres Bernal. Hopefully I said your name right, Andres. Yeah, you got it. You got Did it. I so I actually excited. got it? I have yeah, to tell yeah, you, you got it. I have to tell you I never get names right. Unless the guy's name is like Mike Smith. Otherwise, I'm pretty screwed. Hugo, can he can attest to that. Hugo knows that I'm, I'm terrible with names. I'm really bad with uh, names. I'll have to change my name. Then. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, don't do that. So, you know, you really piqued my interest. Um, you know, I get a lot of requests of, for people to be on the show as the show grows. And, and you know, a lot of times, the sh- a lot of the stories sound the same. And so I'm looking now for, in the beginning, I would just, you know, anybody that wouldn't be on, I'd be like, all right, let's just bring them on. Let's see what we can talk about. Um, but what I've learned and what Hugo and I have learned uh, is that it has to be interesting. It has to be something different. It has to be a story that I think needs to be told. And your story is definitely one that needs to be told because what what comes to mind right away when I, when I read your story was the American dream. Um, they always call real estate the American dream, and um, you're experiencing that, which is incredible. So, give me a little background here. Of you know, I know you're from the Dominican Republic, uh, which is like one of our neighbors, really. Um, and sh- how did you get here, and now have you know all these these uh, places that you own, these homes that you own, renting them out, and you started as as a tennis player to come here, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started as a tennis player. I've been playing tennis since I'm nine. I'm 33 right now. Wow. And uh, it was uh, at the beginning, I actually didn't like to play tennis. And my dad kind of like persist a little bit uh, to for me to play. And thank God he did because, you know, one thing led to another. So um, after like the fifth, sixth try, try my, I started loving it. And the rest is history. I think... Um, it has been it has been quite a journey that we can uh, uncover here. Yeah, it's amazing. So you go from tennis, and then what's funny is I, I listened to some other podcasts, and you said that you didn't you you didn't want to rent. So you th- this is funny. Most people that come to an area, you know, a different country. All right, the last thing you're th- that would be on somebody's mind is you know I don't want to rent. I want to buy something. This is ridiculous. This whole rent thing. You know, it, you, you, to me it would be let's settle in. Let's get used to the country. Let me play some tennis. How did you get to like, ah, I don't want to rent? Yeah. So, well, for the, for the, I, I rented for two years, but I typically, so even if I rented for two years, I was not uh, living in the place because I was traveling, playing professional tennis. Right. So got it. Out of the two years, maybe I live a year there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. So um, I rented for two years until the landlord says, Hey, I'm selling the house. I don't want to deal with you and the other guy on the, on the top floor, even though I was like, so like no noise, no nothing. Like I was barely there. Right. Uh, so, and then I, I was like thinking, you know, I don't want to be kicked out again like that. So yeah. I'm going to buy my own place. 
Yeah. That's amazing. So, you kind of was, it was out of necessity in a way. You're like, you know what? This yeah. whole moving around thing is not going to work for me. So I need to figure this out and buy a property. And that's not easy to do when you're not from this country. I know that, oh, you know, yeah. getting, getting financing and, and getting that to happen when you're from out of the area or from a different country, there had to be hurdles there with that. So people think that bad credit is like the the only thing. Try to be a foreign in this country and try to get a loan. Right. Uh, I actually went through uh, at least 20 banks that told me no until I told my mortgage broker, hey, listen, you got to keep trying. This is going to be hard. One person, one bank is going to say yes. So a random bank in California, yes, with a few conditions. And um, yeah, that's how my, my journey started. It's amazing. So Bank in California decides, okay, we're going to give we're going to give this guy a, a mortgage in Connecticut. Yes. Wow. Yep. I mean, that's 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 amazing, actually, that that it took a bank in, in, in California. Typically, your banks that are local would be a little bit more forgiving for somebody yeah. that wants to buy something local. So what did that so what did that look like? The first purchase? I mean, now you got you got this purchase under your belt. You're like, wow, this is cool. Now, was it it was it a two unit or three unit? What was it? One unit? Like, what did you buy? Yeah, yeah, it was actually I only could have qualified for a, a condo, believe it or not, because it was a lower price point. Gotcha. And even though I was making, uh, I started teaching in my profession. I was making about seventy thousand a year, and I bought a ninety thousand dollar condo, so I was well, you know, above pre-approved. Gotcha. And uh, the the credit was really good because I once I started, you know. Um, to build credit, when I came here to this country, uh, I started opening like, little credit cards and here and there. And the financing actually was not the problem. The problem was that banks don't want to see, oh, this guy can fly away after his three yeah. years visa. Yeah, yeah right. Is, is, yeah, so expire. So they don't they don't want to have that. So, but this bank from California uh, say yes, and you know I think that at that point, if I wouldn't have that loan. I think I would have gave up and I don't, I don't think I would have invested in real estate. <laughs> wow. So thank oh, yeah. goodness. So you had this lender that obviously kept pushing and was determined to find you the right lender, the right bank to give you the mortgage. So you're saying if that wouldn't have happened, you probably would, you would have given up and you'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's <laughs> amazing how yeah. one person's determination can change the trajectory of your life. It's incredible. And what a lot of people don't know at that time also, I was thinking like, okay, I'm paying, $1,200 in rent and a mortgage payment plus utility was about 1300 And I'm like, yeah. hmm, a lot of people don't even do that calculation because they either don't know or they don't think it's possible. And, and that's my mission in life. Open the possibilities to people to see like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a foreign for Dominican Republic. Like if I can do it, like I started with nothing in 2012. I actually came with like, not even five hundred dollars in my pocket, uh, and everybody can do it. I, I don't, there's no excuse. There's no victim mentality here. So amazing. So where? So what did you do for cash? I mean, you came with five hundred dollars. I mean, did you just save up money to get to buy this property and and wait until you had the right amount of money? Yeah. So the first three days, actually, I run almost out of money. I actually <laughs> came here with no job uh, secure. It was a potential job. Oh my goodness! That I could maybe get. And I remember, uh, I remember so vividly the first day I landed in New York City. I went to Times Square because that's all I knew. And I went to Panera and <laughs> I, I remember renting the first, um, getting the, fir uh, the first hotel room for the first night. 
Uh, at the end of the third day, I was, I had like 122. Oh and that's gosh. when I get the call saying like, you know, we need people here. I'm like, how do I get there? I'll get there. So, right. so I pack my back hotels and I, and I went there and, um, and uh, yeah. And I think that you are a product, I believe of what your mom or dad or your caregiver is, uh, until you're like seven years old. And I, I truly believe my mom was the saver in the family. My dad was more the entrepreneur and like risk adverse, I'll say to like, you know, take those risks in business. So right. I think like, a, like that was a perk for me. That is a perfect balance. Yeah. Uh, when I have the best of two worlds and I can pick and choose, you know, what, what side and, and what stage I want to, I want to get into. That's interesting. Well, it's good also that you, you realize why you are the way you are and you realize and you give gratitude back to your parents, which is actually really cool because a lot of people don't do that. And well, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do it because maybe it's, it wasn't the best situation or maybe it didn't turn out that way, but I love, I love hearing that. That's awesome that you do that. Did you just give up tennis then? Or what happened with the tennis thing? So I played for, uh, almost two years and I realized I wasn't dead. Uh, I, I reached a professional ranking. Um, and I realized that that's not the life that I wanted. You had to travel a lot. And when people see like traveling, people think that is, you know, going to the Coliseum and, and going, going to these fancy places, but you like working. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I didn't like that. that all my time was spending either like eating, practicing, resting, and then playing obviously tournaments. And then I, I realized, um, I, I, I cannot, you know, keep up with this life. I cannot, I don't like for, to be far away from home, being more far away because I'm from the Dominican Republic. So, right, right. Um, there was no sense of security. There was not a sense of like, like feeling that like warmth and home. So I said to myself, you know, I'm going to try something else. And at that time, like at the middle, in the middle of my tennis career, I start teaching a little bit just to help out the club. Coaching other fun. other tennis players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was coaching and I was actually working in the same place that I was training and they were paying me okay. I was like, you know, and I fell in love. I was like, this is this is what I really want to do. Interesting. So instead of being a player, you'd rather be a coach because then you can stay at the same place and do it. Now there's rumor that says that you have coached some pretty famous people. Um I heard this earlier today. <laughs> Yeah. So, so tell me about some of the people that you've coached in tennis. It's pretty, pretty cool list. Yeah. So just like a celebrities, I had the honor to taught, to teach Evo McGregor, Evo McGregor from Star Wars. Uh, I'll show you the pictures. Uh, I taught Heidi Klum. I taught Selena Gomez when I, I didn't know who she was again. This is 2012. <laughs> oh boy. I hope uh, she didn't notice that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't know. And she was super nice, super yeah. humble. You know, she says Selena. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool name. And then <laughs> when I came back, back to the like the pro house where we all the pros are staying, I'm like, yeah, I, I told a girl, um, uh, Selena. Oh, yeah. She, I said, Selena Gomez. Yeah, I think. You, and then she showed me he showed me a picture. And I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's her. Like, oh, my God. like She's a superstar. Whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. She was super nice. Super that's humble, cool. Super did did, you, did you and did he did he bring a lightsaber or did he bring clubs? What did he say? Did, did the the guy from Star Wars? Did he bring a lightsaber or did he bring uh, golf clubs? <laughs> I'm just wondering. I didn't know how he golfs. If he like, you know, does he use the lightsaber or how's that work the out? Lightsaber. Just... <laughs> so this guy, it, you know, you see him in movies and actually yeah. movies and being this guy, but like in reality, uh, obviously, it's all acting. The yeah. way that he approached and the 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 warmth, like I was oh, teaching that's cool. uh, his daughters, right? And yeah. he was. 
the kind of guy that who was like, hey, can you join us for a beer? And his wife, Eve, was amazing. She's a designer from France. She was like so home, like, hey, whenever you need anything, just come. come oh, that's here. nice. It's good to hear that. Oh my god! Yeah, you don't hear that too often. So where does so where does the real estate go now? Now, how many how many properties do you own now? And what you know, any kind of advice on on what to do? I mean, you're really you know kicking it with the real estate. I think it said here on your uh, your bio that you've like 32 properties or 32 doors. It would be, I guess. Yeah. So I have 13 properties, 32 doors. We just got on the contract for a four unit. Good. Uh, yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. So excited! So this yeah. is full time, right? This is this is what you're doing full time. Well, yeah, and I, coaching. I also teach almost thirty hours a week tennis. So. And you have that's right. You have your own tennis academy, or you're you're, yes, you're, you're doing the yes. whole thing. How many students do you have? So juniors, I have forty eight students a week. Uh, I also do private lessons. I teach also adults. I have about six, seven adults. So yeah, I'm 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 teaching. You know, when people tell me like, oh, I, oh, I don't have time for this. I'm like, listen, I, <laughs> I, I know you do. You just have all the perks. Now, but the only thing is, though, you did tell me before we started here, you're, you're expecting your first child. Is that right? Yes, yes. Well, you think you have time now, okay? Hugo can attest to this. (laughs) You think you have time. Wait until you have your first child. You want to talk about losing time. You're going to, it's amazing, but it's funny. You'll you'll make it all happen. Uh, A lot of people say, you know, I'm waiting for the right time to have children. There is no right time. It's always the right time. Um, But I think it's awesome. And you have your your babies do more May 4th, you said. So may the 4th be with you, which is perfect for the Ewan McGregor thing. It's it's just yeah, falls yeah. right in line there, but yeah, no, I I, I want to yeah, congratulate so you on that. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, so May fourth, respecting that that boy, uh, and uh, yeah, we're we're so excited. Uh, Very cool. This is more exciting than any deal that I've done. Oh, it, and it, and it'll stay that exciting. Trust me. So tell yeah, me, yeah. what gets you up in the morning? What's your why? Like, what are you striving for? What do you want to see your future look like? My why, uh, believe it or not, uh, I knew this. Uh, it was uh, family. My why is that I, I, you know, growing up, I saw my dad as a Latino. Every Latino knows this, <laughs> but you start working, you know, since you're like from you are like four or five years old. Like yeah. that's that's like the path of like ninety percent of Latinos, right? Wow. And I saw my dad, you know, working a lot. Part of it it was because he, he had to, but 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 part of it also because he liked to. And I'm, I'm like, you know, my why now is like I don't. I love my dad um, and I think he did great for us, but I don't want to be there. I yeah. want to enjoy with my family. I want to like, you know, take my kid to to different places, travel, you know, teach teach him and teach her, probably, hopefully the second or, or third, <laughs> uh, to, you know, teach them like how to like, you know, uh, explore the world. Like the world is not only where you are, but I've, I've traveled over almost 30 countries and like there's so much out there. Yeah that I want my family, not only my, not only my kid, but my wife to see. Yeah. So my wife, when I wake up every morning is I'm going to build this portfolio where I work the least amount of time because right now I have a few, a few, a few people in my team and I only spend an hour a week. And that was the whole goal. And my why, my true why is just like having the time and having the choice mm-hmm. to do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that, and actually there's a, there's some definitions around wealth and there's actually wealth has nothing to do with the, the amount of money you have. Uh, I, and I'll probably screw this whole thing of this definition up, but it has a lot to do with doing what you want, when you want, 
with who you want and for as long as you want. That's 100%. That's more wealth. And the reason being is that it, it doesn't have to do with money because everybody's wealth, their their picture of wealth is different. You know, if, if it means if my wealth is being on a rowboat uh, in the river, catching catfish every day, whatever, I, I don't do any of those things, just so you know. Uh, but if it was that, that would be wealth for me if I could do it when I wanted with who I wanted. Uh, and as long as I wanted to, you know, that would be wealth. For, so it's not a number. It's, it's about lifestyle. It's about lifestyle and what your choices are. You hit the nail there. And and a lot of people confuse being rich with wealth. Yeah. Being rich is having zeros in the bank account. Yep, right? Exactly. And if you're a slave on your job, yes, you're rich. You're super rich. Yep. But like you have so many responsibilities. But being wealth is like, you know, doing the things that you want. Yep. Like you say, with the people that you want and, and at the time that you want. So, yeah. You know, yeah. No, and you think I think you're heading that direction, man. And it sounds really cool. I'm I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to touch base with you along the way and see, you know, your progress. So hopefully you'll stay in touch. Is there anything that you want to say to anybody out there aspiring to be a, a real estate mogul? Of course. So one of my best advice I can give you is try to find the how you're going to do things and who's going to help you to do those things, especially if when you're investing in real estate. I unfortunately didn't build those relationships at the beginning of my investing career. Uh, But that's something that like, don't, don't let the deal pass. You know what a good deal is. You're analyzing the deals, you're cash flowing good. You about to pull the trigger and there's a, a hurdle. I will say, find a way to jump that hurdle instead of just like giving up because again, giving up is easy, but like true wealth, the wealth that we have built through the real estate portfolio with my real estate portfolio and all the doors that I have has been because I, I've been able to jump that hurdle just, just because I, I make that decision. So you got it. Just commit awesome. to it and, and find the how and find the who. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today, Andres. And uh, that was just great. I appreciate it so much. So that's it. You you heard it from Andres Bernal. What an amazing story. Goes from I'm going to say he goes from tennis to tenants. Um, that's really what's going on there. And and what a what a great experience. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm looking forward to touching base with him and and seeing how things go. I know it's going to be just upward. And we wish him the best on May 4th with his uh, new baby boy. All right, that's it. See you next Thursday at 1 p.m.